Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Happy New Year, everybody. So great to have you here on Listen Up. Hope you are doing well. We get it rolling here in 2023. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a heck of a Monday night football game that's going to be starting in a little more than an hour with Buffalo and Cincinnati. There's a lot on the line in the National Football League with one week remaining. So uh, let's get right down to it. All right. We got the Kings who started off 2023 with a loss in Memphis. They will take on the Jazz before returning home for a long homestand. So we've got a lot to talk about. I want to hear from you here as we start the new year. We still have a couple of playoff scenarios up for grabs in the National Football League with one week remaining. Uh, How about Jared Stidham? I mean, are you kidding me or what? I mean, the, the, the talk last week was, what the hell are the Raiders doing? I did a rant that I thought it was time. Nine years is enough for Derek Carr. Nine years was a big enough sample size for me to realize that Derek Carr was not the answer for the Raiders. And I said, he certainly is not the problem with the Raiders, but he also is not the solution for the Raiders. And Stidham going against the number one defense in the National Football League, all right, throws for, what was it, 365, three touchdowns, and looked really, really good. I mean, that was amazing to me. That was like, I I was blown away watching that game. I really was. I was absolutely blown away watching how good he was. And you know what else was very apparent? How the team had rallied around him. That that was no, like, I, I couldn't ignore that. That was a spirited Raiders team going against the 49ers. Oh, by the way, at home where most of the crowd was rooting for the 49ers. How embarrassing is that for the Raiders with their new stadium? But, man, that was incredible. That, that really was. All right, we've got a lot to talk about. I want to hear from you. Raise your hand. I'll put you right up on stage with me, and we'll get the show rolling here in 2023. I also did a, another rant on this today. Stop talking to me about the Minnesota Vikings, would you please? They're not a good team. They're just not. They got annihilated by the Packers. They got embarrassed by the Packers. They got absolutely embarrassed. So can we please stop talking about the Minnesota Vikings? All right, let's get to phone calls. Why don't we start with Jeff? Happy New Year, buddy. Good to have you on us. Lead us off here. Happy New Year, Grant, to you and your family. Appreciate you. Did you do a show today at three? I tried to look and... No, 
No, I didn't do a show. Sean didn't want to do a show today because of all the bowl games going on. He has to focus on all the bowl games. So I said, yeah, no problem. Okay. I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't screwing up, but I did. I was looking for No it. problem. Anyways, yeah, I was on pins and needles that whole game at 49. I couldn't believe. I remember talking to you about it, and you said the Raiders would come out in a disarray and it was quite, I thought quite so. the opposite. Even Devontae Adams had a hell of a game, and he was Carr's friend, and it was a spirited battle, and uh, the 49ers got lucky to get out of there, especially missing the game-winning field goal going to overtime. I mean, that was a lucky, 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 lucky deal there. Yeah, Robbie Gold missed a 41-yard kick at the end of regulation, which is for him – you know, in indoors in a controlled environment, it's normally like a chip shot for him, automatic. But he missed it, which gave uh, which gave the Raiders another opportunity. And I mean, what Nick Bosa did, okay, on the pass that was intercepted, what Nick Bosa did, taking the tackle and pushing him into Stidham was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, Bosa is just a monster. He really is. I know. I know. I mean, we're lucky to have. I- and I couldn't believe they weren't getting to any sacks. That front, that line for the Raiders did a hell of a job all day long. And I, I think the 49ers just thought, like you and I were thinking, that these guys were going to be flat. And, and they got so they got taken off guard by the spirited play the the Raiders came out and played like. Again, it was a heck of a game. It was a hell of a game. It really was. It was a hell of a game. So what's your thinking on the Packers? Are they going to make – hey, wait a minute before I discuss that. Let's go back and discuss the Giants. How you, At the beginning of the year, you didn't think they're going to get six wins, and now you got a playoff team. Congratulations. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody, no, nobody, nobody thought they were going to get six wins. Not just me, nobody. You know, they're, they're, they're the best story. They're the best story in the National Football League with what Brian Dable has done. And Daniel Jones – has had a magnificent season, like a, a unbelievable season. And that's that was a hell of a story. And and wait a minute, it's just another example of in the NFL, you just go out and play. This happens every year in the National Football League. You know this. Every year in the NFL, there's one team or two teams that you don't think is going to do anything, and they rise. And then conversely, there are one or two teams that you think are going to be in the Super Bowl, and they don't even make the playoffs. I, I know a Cinderella. There's a Cinderella team, and I remember talking to you about my fantasy, and I and Daniel Jones was on the waiver wire, and I picked him up, and I smoked it. He got yep. 36 points. You said I was between him and Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady had a hell of a game, but he came on late. But uh, Daniel Jones got 36 points. Normally, a quarterback would get you 20, 20 something points. He raked in 36 points. Wow. I'm just curious because Brady did have a good game. What would Brady's points been? Do you know? He he got he got like 28 to 30, but still. Okay. But still, yeah. Yeah, well, you hit, hit, those, you hit a home run with Daniel Jones, yeah. Yeah, but my point was Daniel Jones was consistent all day long. Brady had to come on in the fourth quarter and hit those hit those long bombs and yep. propelled him. But Daniel Jones w- was on the whole day. Daniel Jones has been consistent all year, not not just on the last game against the Colts. He's had an incredible year for the Giants. And who's who's that receiver? Hodges. I Hodgins. Him. They they picked him up off the street. Uh, 
he was, you know, on the bills, but he got cut by the bills and he was available. And obviously Brian Dable knew him and uh, he, he's been incredible. I mean, he's been incredible. And it just goes to show you, you know, you got Galladay who is making a ton of money. Okay. Who can't even get on the field. And you got a guy that's, you know, hanging out on the street and the giants pick him up and look at what he's doing. So, you know, again, you, you either can play or you can't play. And it's a perfect example. Exactly. You just, I mean, there's so many, you wonder how many of those guys are out there. I mean, look at the Mr. Relevant, you know, the last pick and he's doing halfway, you know, he's doing good. I mean, I mean, he, I mean, I can't complain about him, uh, Purdy, but you just don't know. You give a guy a chance. I mean, look at Stidman gave him, he gets his chance yesterday and gets a hell of a job done. You just, just never know uh, these guys, you give them a chance and see what happens. Buddy, good hearing from you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Grant. It's supposed to snow on the ranch tonight. I got my generator up. Got my generator right. filled up. <laughs> good for you, buddy. All right. All right. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. No snow here, I can tell you that. All right. Uh, let's get to Ryan in Sacktown. How are you, Ryan? How are you today, buddy? Happy New Year. Hey, Grant. What's going on, man? Everything's good, my man. Excellent. Um, Happy New Year to you as well. Wanted to get your take on the uh, college football semifinals games. I mean, I don't know if there's been two more exciting, better college football games played on the same day uh, than what we saw with those two games. They were magnificent. And I know that a lot of people are still praising Ohio State, and I get that because it was a hell of a game. But the reality is the Big Ten, once again, on the biggest of stages, failed. And now we're going to have Georgia and TCU. And TCU, I mean, you want to talk about a Cinderella story and what they were able to accomplish this year. Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. That's all I can say. Don't they kind of feel like a team of destiny? It feels yep, that way to sure me. Do. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Georgia is no slouch, but they, they just feel like something special is brewing. So it'd be cool to see a smaller team. I believe they were 200 to one to start the season. So if anybody's holding that ticket, they're going to be really happy. Oh boy. I'm going to, you know what? I don't know anything about TCU. I mean, when I mean that, I, uh, relatively speaking, I'm rooting for them. I'm, I'm, they're the underdog. I'm rooting for them to beat Georgia. I really am. I'd like to see it. Yep. Me too. We're on the same page there. Um, I was really bugged, by the way, about LeBron James' tweet. Did you see that? Yep. Nothing surprises me about LeBron. Uh, the guy's a hypocrite. <laughs> he is just a, he's a, he's a disgrace. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he's just a disgrace. I, I, I was shocked at his tweet. I really was. Uh, yeah, talk about using your fucking platform yep. to – cuss off and sorry. It's okay. To In this case, it's appropriate. Yeah, to literally unleash the dogs on a kid who may or may not be getting paid that's already going to live with the consequence of that kick his entire life. He is now labeled yep. for his entire life. You're the guy that missed field goal. On the flip side, it could have yep. been you're the guy that sent us to the finals. You know, it's and LeBron just. Well, first, first of all, it was a 50 yard attempt. OK, it wasn't exactly. like 30 yards. OK. And yeah, he missed it badly, but a miss is a miss. You know, how often do you see a college kicker make a 50 yard kick? It's not every day. It's not like the NFL. So, I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's absurd to think that that was a high percentage kick. All right. It was a low percentage of kick. He missed it. 
And that's not why Ohio State lost the game. No, it's not. Uh, Ryan Day should have tried to get him a little bit closer, number one. Yep. But uh, LeBron, you're not fucking fooling anybody when you put that up one minute after the kick happens. WTF was that? Come on. And uh, if you're going to do it, just be a man. I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else. And I'm going to say this, and I think people know me well enough to understand my intention with this comment. He wouldn't have tweeted that if the kicker were black. I can guarantee you that. I didn't think about that, Grant. That well, did you not don't have cross to think about mind. it. I'm telling you that. Had the kicker yeah. been black, he would not have tweeted that. Okay? I can 100% guarantee yeah. you that. He also made another alarming tweet as it regards Deshaun Watson. Okay? You know, again, LeBron, this is not really debatable. His social media, his social media account is there for everyone to see. Okay? His social media account is there for everyone to see, okay? It's not like his social media account uh, is not seen by over 50 million people. He's very consistent in what he tweets, who he tweets about, and he's extremely consistent when it comes to somebody's ethnicity in terms of what side of the fence he is on, okay? We saw it with the murder of the individual in the parking lot of his school, which, again, LeBron had nothing to do with it, but his actions speak louder than his words, okay? Same thing with his tweeting. It is despicable. I mean, it's just a disgrace. And that that tweet about that kicker for Ohio State, as you said, one minute, one minute after the kick is typical LeBron James. And I will tell you unequivocally, 100%, had the kicker been a person of color, that tweet would have never been put out by LeBron James. I can guarantee you that. It's pretty shitty to think about. Let's just put well, it that way. Do you, do you, all right, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you disagree yeah. with me? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> I think you're actually spot on, Grant, with that. I mean, well, if it was not a one-time thing, okay, if we've seen too big of a sample size at this point, like you talk about the incident in his school – so, you know, there's clearly, and I'm not calling him a racist by any means, but yeah, there, there is some leaning one way or the other. So I'm not calling him a racist, but I am going to use Mitch albums, uh, like two line. You cannot be selective with your noise, not against hate. And LeBron is very selective with his noise. Okay. And has been, and it, that, that bothers me greatly because he could be so much more with 50 million followers and arguably, you know, the the greatest sports personality in our country. I mean, he's right up there with Tiger Woods and, you know, I'm leaving out probably one or two, but the point is, you know, LeBron is a household name. Everyone knows LeBron. And I just think he could have so much of a greater influence than he has. And I think he's turned off so many people like myself. Uh, He's lost credibility with so many people like myself. Uh, he's hypocritical. So many look at him as a hypocrite like myself. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. He could be so much more. And I think he is just, 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 it's disgraceful. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a shame too the way he does it. Uh, I, like I said, just if you're going to, if you're going to have that subtle context, and sometimes it's not subtle, if that's the way it's going to be, just come on and say it. You know, don't hide behind stuff. And, it is what it is. 
It sucks, but um, well, you know, I mean, this is LeBron James who asked the media, okay, a couple of weeks ago, you know, chastised them because they didn't ask him about Jerry Jones and what he did, what, 65 years ago, okay, standing standing outside of uh, uh, his high school in Arkansas, but has no problem praising Deshaun Watson with his tweet. He said, yes, sir, D. Watson, another one, the boy getting his rhythm back, hashtag Browns. You know, again, the guy is just, it's typical of LeBron James, absolutely typical. Yes, it is, sir. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. But everybody, happy 2023 and uh, enjoy the games tonight. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Good talk right there. I, I don't know how anyone can look at LeBron James objectively and come up with any other conclusion than Ryan and I. I, I really don't. I really don't. Incredible. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we're going to bring on E-Train. Hello, E-Train. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Thank you. uh, Listen, I don't want to make too big a deal out of just one game, but uh, do you think the Raiders are maybe thinking that Stidham is their quarterback of the future, or is he? Yeah, of course. That's why they're starting him. That's why they want – not only did they not want Carr to get hurt, they wanted to see Stidham in two games – to make an evaluation going into the offseason. And if Stidham plays this way against the Kansas City Chiefs, the way he played against San Francisco, he will be the team's starting quarterback next year, in my opinion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I tell you, I would feel better about that than them rolling the dice on the draft or, you know, a free agent signing for sure for next season. I would, too. I would, too. Yeah. Perfect. Hey, thanks, Grant. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to Connor right here on Listen Up. Hey, Connor, Happy New Year, buddy. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good. Well, I mean, it's, it's been since 2016. I mean, yesterday, what a day it was. It was a big celebration. Giants made the playoffs. Just an overall great game, great day. They they were they were really good. You know, their last two weeks, they played excellent football. I thought they had maybe their best game of the year at Minnesota, and they lost by a field goal at the buzzer. Uh, I think, really, when you look at the Giants, they're one of these teams right now that is starting to look like that team that could surprise a team or two uh, in the playoffs. I don't want to get ahead of myself, 
but they got great momentum. Now, here's the question. What would you do this week against Philadelphia? It is a meaningless game for the Giants. They are locked in to the number six seed. They're locked in. They're playing Philadelphia, who needs to win to get the number one seed. So what would you like to see as a Giants fan? I mean, we could always say the better option, the safer option would be to sit everybody. But, I mean, this is the Eagles. This is the big rivalry. I mean, you never want to just get beat up by a divisional opponent. I mean, especially when we could kind of play spoiler to their seeding in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know. Does it help us at all if the Eagles win or lose, or does it really not matter to us? It doesn't matter to the Giants. I mean, it. it, it I mean, I – I don't think it matters to the Giants, but my, the, but here, here's the deal. Do you feel – this is the question. Do you feel the Giants owe it to anyone to compete in that game? And I say no. You know, that's why you play the season. We know that this is always a possibility when you get to the end of the season that the last game could be meaningless, and it could have worked the other way. Had the Giants lost to the Colts, and had the Eagles beat the Saints, you and I both know the Eagles would not be play, not even be thinking about playing Jalen Hurts. They would not be playing some of their other regulars, even though they would have a bye week coming up. We know it would have gone the other way. So that's just the way it goes. If it were me, if it were me, okay, I would not play Sa- Saquon Barkley. I would not play Daniel Jones. I would not play Andrew Thomas. I would not play Dexter Lawrence. I would not play several of the players. I would rest my stars in this game, but that's just me. I know what happened. Remember when Tom Coughlin was in the same situation in the last game of the year against New England at home and tried to win the game and lost in a nail-biter, and the Giants ended up beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of weeks later, all right? Tom Coughlin believed in playing everyone. Bill Parcells believed in playing everyone. He didn't believe in taking weeks off. And, you know, it worked out really well. Different coaches have different philosophies. Yeah, I mean, after thinking about it, I'd probably end up sitting people because you don't want, like, what just happened with DeMontis Sabonis. You don't want a star player getting hurt when in a time that really doesn't matter for you at all. So, I mean, I'd probably go with the same That's option. correct. I mean, the Giants are playing. They're getting hot at the right time. I mean, you don't want to risk losing a big piece of your team. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the Daniel Jones story is an amazing story this year and how well he has played with all of the issues on the offensive line, with all of the issues with the wide receivers. You know, the fact that he has been so consistent and finished the season on such a strong note uh, bodes well for the future of the Giants. Uh, he really looks good. Yeah, I mean, he played great. I know he's not going to get any MVP votes because he doesn't have the number. Right. But, I mean, in terms of just going out there and getting it done and not making big mistakes, I mean, there haven't been too many quarterbacks better at just kind of calming the storm and getting it done. Uh, no question about that. All right, so there's a lot of talk about uh, Kayvon Thibodeau's celebration after he sacked Nick Foles. I agree it looks bad. I don't know if Thibodeau knew that Foles was hurt, but I don't like celebrations like that in the first place on a sack. I think it's immature. I think it's unprofessional. I'm not a fan of that. I understand that's the new generation. I understand that celebration. I understand that's all part of the new generation and the young generation and all of that. I'm not a fan of that. Did it bother you? 
Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to talk about this because, I mean, I heard Jeff Saturday called it, like, trash and, like, right. bad and everything. I mean, there's no way that he saw the guy injured next to him and stuff. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, there's I'm no not way. happy that – I mean, you obviously don't want to see anybody get hurt. He obviously had no clue that he was hurt. I mean, it was a big play. He's going to celebrate. But, I mean, people are saying – I saw someone say, like, that's the personality issues that people were talking about during the draft. I mean – like, what a joke. I mean, yeah, it's a mistake. I mean, he obviously probably That's stupid. It. I mean, but I really – it's not that concerning to me. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of people think he knew that the Foles was hurt. They're, they're, how, how on earth would he know? First of all, the, the crowd was at a fever pitch. So from a noise perspective, it's incredibly loud. He's lying on the ground. He's looking straight up, okay? He's looking straight up at the sky. Okay, if his eyes were even open, but he's looking straight up at the sky, he would have no idea that the player next to him is injured. He didn't move his head and look at the quarterback. He didn't know. All right. And it's not like he could have heard anything because the place at that point, the crowd was going ballistic. But I still don't like it. I still don't like it. I do not like it. Yeah. And then I just. Yeah, I agree. And then I just wanted to give some credit to, I mean, Brian Dable, Joe Shane, Mike Kafka, Wink Martindale. I mean, a year after Dave Gettleman to turn this into a playoff team in one year, I mean, it's got to be the best story in the NFL. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yep, incredible. I totally agree. I'm, I honestly didn't think the Giants would win six games this year. I really didn't. I, I didn't think the Jets and the Giants would have a combined 10 wins this season. Now, the Jets have fallen off the rails the last couple of weeks, whereas the Giants have excelled. Yeah, and I don't know what has to happen, but I'm pretty sure every single Giants fan is begging for them to have a matchup against the Vikings and not San Francisco. And it's starting to look like yeah. it could be a possibility. Yep. Well, I would much rather play uh, Minnesota than San Francisco. I, I wouldn't want to play San Francisco. You know, obviously, I wouldn't mind playing San Francisco later in the playoffs because that means you would have advanced. But yeah, that's not a team you want to play in week one. Uh, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, and then one last thing, uh, another team in the NFL. I mean, two people that you seem to never be able to count out in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin. They're both right in the mix yep. in the last week. I mean, it's crazy that these guys do it year in, year out. Well, yeah, I'm going to start with Mike Tomlin. I've talked about Mike Tomlin all the time. And if I were a player in the NFL, he's a guy that I would want to play for. I, I have so much respect for Mike Tomlin. I have so much respect for the way he runs his team, the success. Uh, he, he you're, They never take games off. They never are a no-show. When I mean they're not a no-show, I mean they're always there. They always answer the bell. He always seems to have his team ready to play in the big games. And they. Uh, I, I just respect the hell out of Mike Tomlin. I think the guy is a great football coach. As far as the Packers, you know, it's pretty amazing that if they win – they're in, and that game, by the way, has been flexed to Sunday night against the Lions. And what's also interesting about that, if the Seahawks beat the Rams, that's a meaningless game for the Lions on Sunday night football, which could have an impact on that. And it's going to be very interesting to see how Dan Campbell gets his team ready to play if they already know they're out of the playoffs. So the Packers are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean, you don't – I mean, I know everyone wants to play the Buccaneers. I mean, 
a lot of people would probably rather play the Packers and a lot of the other teams in the NFC. But I mean, you don't want Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady hanging around in no. mid to late no. January. No, no, you don't. That's a great point. No, you do not. Yeah, that's all I got. Happy New Year to everybody. Go Kings. Thank you, Connor. Appreciate you. Take care. Happy New Year. Good stuff right there. All right, let's move along. And uh, we talk to Brian right here on Listen Up. Hey, Brian, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Grant. Uh, hope you had a great weekend. And just piggybacking. Thank you. Uh, conversation with you. This is setting up well as far as uh, as as a Giants fan with the Eagles, Niners, and Vikings really needing to win. Uh, so, as you alluded to, as a Giants fan, that matchup versus Vikings over Niners is very favorable, in my opinion, for the Giants. And the way they're playing and the way Vikings are yep. are uh, regressing, in my opinion, that's a pretty winnable game. Well, they almost beat them last week. Yep. Uh, and the Giants uh, now have Xavier McKinney back, their starting safety. And if Adoree Jackson is back, which he should be, then all of a sudden you've got, you know, two starters back on the field in the secondary that you did not have last week, you know, and you can contend with Jefferson a little bit better. So I think that's a big plus for the Giants. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And the Niners now have a chance at the number one if your Giants play this week. And I've been wondering how they're going to approach it for the reasons you guys already discussed. Uh, have you heard anything or have they announced what they're doing? Probably not. It's so early, but I'll be curious how nope. they play it. Not yet. Um, but uh, knowing knowing Brian Dable, he's going to try to go out and win the game. But it's a meaningless game. I personally would not play my guys. That's just that I, I just wouldn't. I would I would use it as a bye week. And I would get ready for whomever you're playing. I I hear you. I you can argue both sides of the coins. Different teams have rode, you know, win after win into the playoffs and had great success. Sometimes resting. Uh, personally, I was kind of hoping if we were the Niners, unless they're number one, I was kind of hoping that this next week would be a meaningless game just to kind of rest the guys and ramp up for the playoff run. But it is what it is. You have to at this point play as if you win. You, you know, there's a chance uh, to get the number one seed, and of worst case, oh, absolutely, hold on number two. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You got to go out and try to win the game. No question about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I and my comment about resting the guys that was in reference. If we were, if we ended up losing against the Raiders at that point, I think it would be a meaningless game this week. Uh, and I think I'm pretty sure we'd be locked in number three. But either way, it is what it is. And now, I uh, if you, I. Flex game. I'm really surprised the NFL did that with the implications of Seattle, the way they've set the last week up and have games run parallel that are, are that are uh, that yep. hold value. That's yeah, they, really surprising to me. Correct. Me too. I'm very surprising. It's Aaron Rodgers and it's a win and you're in. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers, if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't be doing this. So I'm with you 100%. Uh, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, very much. Now, the Seahawks, that's no gimme now with the Rams. They're playing better and rival. Yep. I'm sure McVeigh had yep. – his teams have been ready the last few weeks. You know, granted, they got smoked by the Chargers. But uh, that's not an automatic win for the, for the Seahawks, in my opinion. But it is a bummer that the league did that. And what could be a meaningless game for Sunday night football. That's, you know, back to your point, very surprising. And if it – Yeah, it, it's not a – it's not an automatic win, but I think you and I would both be surprised, okay, if Seattle at home loses that game, you know, under the circumstances. You said 
the Rams just got smoked 31 to 10, you know, against the Chargers and the Seahawks. They're coming off a 23 to six win against the Jets. And yet it is a divisional game. And yes, everything you just said is true, but I still would be surprised if Seattle doesn't beat the Rams. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, let's just say uh, the Rams upset uh, the Seahawks and now the game is, is uh, meaningful. That should be, that would be one heck of a game. Lions and Packers are both hot. It would be a great game. Yep. Very much so. It would be a great game. Yep. And right now home, you know, even as a Niner fan, if we're the two seed, I know we've had our luck against the Packers and everything, but that game, that would make me nervous. You know, two versus seven Packers playing better, you know, just, just, you know, Rogers is Rogers. You never, you know, he's an elite quarterback. Yep. Uh, I would much rather face the, either of those other two teams over the Packers myself as a Niners fan. Yep, I understand. I, I would too, but I still think the Niners uh, are going to beat whoever they play. I just think they're that good. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Grant. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Good stuff right there. Love talking NFL after all these games. And certainly there's still uh, some things to play for uh, in the National Football League. Uh, Coach Daniels, Coach Daniel of the uh, – Mohamed Alphans said Tua is not part of the equation uh, in the finale this week. And, boy, what a collapse for the Miami Dolphins. Huh? What a collapse. What an absolute collapse. Eight and eight. I told you this before the season began. Not that I'm always right because I've been wrong. I was wrong about the Giants. But I, I talked about this before the season began. That stretch that Miami had would make or break their season at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo, home Green Bay, at New England. I said, I, I said the Dolphins better have a real big pad on their schedule or they won't make the playoffs. Well, they did, and they still may not make the playoffs. Think about that. They've lost all those games. That was their stretch. Brutal stretch. Three road games consecutively. At the Niners, at the Chargers, at the Bills. That's a brutal stretch. And guess what? It has done them in. I don't think they're making the playoffs. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What a brutal stretch for the Miami Dolphins. All right, if I if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. I'm glad Brian brought up LeBron James uh, and his tweet. He's a disgrace. He really is. He's such a hypocrite. It's just a disgrace. <laughs> Typical LeBron James. Seriously. Typical LeBron James. Guy can't help himself. Cannot help himself. 
And if anyone thinks that LeBron would have put that tweet out about the kicker of Ohio State, if the kicker was a person of color, you're fooling yourself. That would have never happened. Would have never happened. You think LeBron James would have put a tweet out like that? Huh. What a joke. Seriously. Guy's an absolute disgrace. Such a shame because he's such a great, great, great basketball player. Did you see what he did on the on his birthday the other night? The guy's a machine on the court. And as a basketball as a basketball fan, I love watching him play. I used to love watching him announce games. I was blessed to announce his first ever NBA game and be uh, the voice on his first ever professional Nike commercial. And by professional Nike commercial, I mean when he was an NBA player. You know, that was, that was an honor for me. You know, I, I, as a basketball player, I think the guy is great. And I have the utmost respect for him as a basketball player. And I defend him when people say, oh, gee, he shouldn't be talked about in the same breath as some of the other greats. You're delusional, okay? You're delusional if you don't have him in the top two, three, or four players of all time. You're delusional. Some people don't have him on their top five list. They're like, well, you don't, you know nothing about basketball. I defend the hell out of him when it comes to that. But I don't defend him, you know, off the court. The guy's a disgrace. He's a hypocrite, and it's a bad, bad look. It's a bad look. It really is. It's a bad look. All right, if you want to come on uh, the show, uh, you know how to do it. I'll be on YouTube after the Kings Jazz game with Ryan and Sacktown. Looking forward to that. We've got uh, Jerry Reynolds coming up on Wednesday. Sean Salisbury on Friday to talk about everything, which is the National Football League and college football. Again, Sean has to be uh, so tuned into all the college bowl games, and that's why we didn't do the show today. And I'm like, yep, I get it. Not a problem. I'm okay with that. But I just what a what what a weekend. You know, I always think about this as we get into January. That pretty soon we're not gonna have any football to talk about. And I always think that February, the day after the Super Bowl is the worst sports day of the year. You're like, oh my gosh, wow, what are we gonna do? What's what how are we gonna make it for the next seven months? without talking about football. Yeah, we got the draft and we have free agency, but so what? How are we going to survive? Like, how are we going to make it? You know, especially with baseball. I mean, I can't get into baseball until the end of the season now. The sport to me is so boring. What are we going to look What What are we going to talk about? Well, you got the Kings now. You know, they'll keep you occupied. We'll see how they do tomorrow. By the way, Colin Sexton is not going to play tomorrow for the Jazz. He's got a hamstring issue, so uh, that's a very valuable piece not available coming off the bench for the Utah Jazz as the Kings try to beat the Jazz for the second time uh, in a week. The Jazz, by the way, have lost four in a row, all in, like, dramatic fashion. Boy, they they have been snake bit over the last week, week and a half. Uh, so we'll see how the Kings do. I'll be on again after the game with Ryan in Sacktown. All right, I want to hear from you. Uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll put you right on like Cody. Hello, Cody. Welcome to the program. How are you, Cody? Doing good. How's it going? Cody, I can barely hear you, buddy. Hello? Yeah, I can. You're really faint. 
So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll put you back in the audience. Let's try to do this again, and I'll put you back up on the stage. But I can barely hear you. We'd love to hear what you have to say. But, you know, back to the Kings for a minute. You know, a good opportunity to get another road win tomorrow. They played pretty well on the road this year. And so let's see if they can bounce back because they got a very favorable schedule. I know the last time we said they have a very favorable schedule, they lost to Charlotte and Washington in the same week. All right. So maybe favorable doesn't mean anything if you follow the Sacramento Kings because uh, they seem to play to the level of their opponent. All right. Let's get to uh, Cody. Let's see if we got a better connection, if I can hear you better. Hello. Go ahead, bud. Can you hear me? Yep. Now you're loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, Grant, are you excited for the Monday night matchup tonight? Bengals, Bills? Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's just one of the best games of the year. There's a lot on the line. Yeah, I am very much looking forward to it. I can't wait for the game to start. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm thinking I got to go with Josh Allen. I'm taking uh, Buffalo, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know how it's going to happen. But it, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's it, Like you said, it's one of the biggest games of the year, and there's so much on the line because if the Bengals lose, they – Yeah. It's like a they, playoff game. Baltimore-Cincinnati, they play next week, which could decide the division if the Bengals were to lose this game. No question. Yep. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's one of the best games of the year. As you said, Ab- this is going to be a dandy. Absolutely. It's going to be an absolute dandy. That's, I'm going to uh, pick Cincinnati. I'm, pick, I'm picking the Bengals uh, to win this game tonight. I like the way the Bengals are playing. I like them at home. Uh, I, I, I just – I'm going to go with Cincinnati. You're going to go with Buffalo, right? Yeah. I, one thing I'm worried about if I'm, I'm picking the Bills is the Bengals' offensive line has done a lot better protecting Joe Burrow. And I, I don't know if they sure I don't have. Know if they'll be able to get a lot of pressure. Well, especially, you know, the Bills – you know, getting the bad news a couple of weeks ago about Von Miller. So, yeah, I think the Bengals win this oh. game tonight. I really do. And uh, I guess if Buffalo wants to keep that number one seed, they got to keep winning. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a great game. There's a lot on the line. As you said, there's a lot on the line in tonight's game. And, I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, has there been a better Monday night game this year than this game? Uh, none stand out like this one. No. Nope. Especially late in the year. With everything on the line, yeah, twelve and three against eleven and four. It's a big time game. Absolutely. Well, anyway, thanks, Grant. All right, happy New Year, Cody. Take happy care. Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I really am looking forward to this game. It is going to be a dandy. It really is going to be a dandy. You know, Buffalo, Kansas City, right now, Kansas City, thirteen and three. Buffalo trying to go to 13 and three. I mean, it's going to be incredible. It really is. This is, this is why you watch the national football league for games like this. This is, this is going to be fun. It really is. All right. Again, if you want to come on the program, uh, now's your chance. If not, we'll wrap it up and we'll get ready for uh, Monday night football. Don't forget tomorrow, right back here at four back on after the Kings game on YouTube. We got a lot going on this week. We get you ready for the final week of the National Football League season. All right, make it a great day. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, everybody.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.